Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow. And I'm your host, Sean Robinson. Today's episode is being recorded from sunny South Florida, home of the palm trees. Today we got a very special guest, a friend, brother, former teammate, Mr. Tory Cox, Miami native. But first, who you with? Yeah, yeah. Who you with? Hey, who you with? Where you at? Ojo, who you with? Hey, who you with? Where you at? Ojo. Hey. Tory Cox, aka TC. How you doing, sir? I'm all right, my brother. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks for joining the the podcast. I ain't no problem, man. I've been waiting. It's been a long time waiting. South Florida, sunny South Florida. Yes, welcome, man. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot believe it. I mean, palm trees. This is a real deal. Palm trees, a lot of sun, a lot of sun. <laughs> nice palm trees, though, like that. Yeah. The um, so South Florida is known by by many different things. I would like to start off with t- today's episode talking about some of the music. Okay. There's a lot of artists, a lot of great music coming from South Florida. Yep. Yes, indeed. What I want to do now, I want to play a couple of songs for you. I'm gonna play three songs of one of the most recognizable names from South Florida. Trick Daddy. Uh, I'm gonna play three songs, a, a snippet of them, because we can't play the entire episodes okay. of some of those Trick Daddy songs. I'm gonna play a snippet, and you gotta decide which one is most Miami to you. Okay. You ready? Flight 305 to Miami is now boarding. Slim Slack I see your head bobbing over there. Yeah, I'm man. This is right here, man. Beautiful, a beautiful song right there, man. It's like paradise down here. You gotta let the first start off. Hey, what you know about it? Paradise, right? Yeah, man, take it back. Here we man. go. Here we go. Here we go. Second one. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hey, Teddy. Teddy, invent that up, boy. I'm about to go holler. Hey, yo, Red, Red. What's happening, Red? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Who is you? Who is me? Hey. 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 So we got now, right? Playing some hits, man. Yeah, here we go. I got one more for you. One more for you. You got to make a decision. You can't fuck with me, all my dogs. Representing double ass haters, y'all. I don't give a fuck who you run with, dogs. Switching your run, it's over here. Cause we can both die right now. I don't fuck with you, so don't fuck with me. I'm just trying to get my fish together. I'm making money with my click forever. We all family. If your body got a mother, you ought to come see me, Jay Dye. Oh, <laughs> hey! You making it hard for me, hey, man. Hey, I'm making it hard for you, man. I see, man. I I'm see. making it hard for you. I um, I, I'm not sure if I did that last one justice, though. Let let that that beginning of that song is something serious. You ain't let it go long. I, I let, it, let let me let me let me give you a little bit just the beginning of that. I gotta cut it all quick because I don't got a clean version of it. But I gotta give you the beginning of it though. Okay. 
<laughs> I gotta give you the beginning of that one. Mm, that's how they come on. <laughs> hey. Woo, gotta stop that quick. <laughs> gotta stop that quick. So ho- hopefully, hopefully. I didn't lean to one direction, but uh, out of those three, man, which one best best represent best represent Miami to you? Man, like I said, it was that was three good songs, man. You know, you can vibe with any one of them, if, uh, but I think uh, the last one, man, that that brings more back because that was when back when I was here and I was with you know coming up, and you know they used to come on, man. People right now today, we hear that. Man, everybody just gonna start jamming. Right. So everybody I, know the lyrics. They go right to I it. I mean, know the whole song, man. They give you, they give you the explicit version. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you in high school, middle school during that time frame? Do you remember? I was in uh, high school. High school. High school. High school around that time frame. High school. Talk yeah. about your high school. Where, where, where did you go to high school? Man, Miami Northwestern, home of the Bulls. The man. Bulls. The yeah, Bulls. Home of the Bulls. Legendary Bulls. Yep. Heard yep. a lot about Miami Northwestern. We're going to talk more about that. Okay. Now, going back to that song, do you think, is that the song that really put Trick Daddy on the map here in South Florida, or was it something before that? Oh, uh, he had a couple of songs, man. Like, man, he had a couple of songs back man, back when it came out. Man, Trick been out for a while. So, right. you know, he got so many songs, man. You can just, anything you throw on, man, every, you know, whole Miami starts saying the word for words. So. I see now he's in the cooking. Uh-huh. See that? <laughs> yeah, man. That, that, and he, he's been he's been knowing how to cook, but he's just I guess exploring it more now. You got to find new new things to do once you're done not rapping anymore. Right. But man, he man, food look man be looking delicious. He always posting it, <laughs> it look delicious. Right. How's your uh, game in the kitchen? Uh, <laughs> I think I, I think you gave it away by that hesitation. Uh, it's simple. <laughs> Put it that way. It's simple. What's your, you had to cook a meal. What's your go-to? You had to cook something for you, for your babies, your children. Man, you know I'm the favorite dish that we all eat. Man, I love some fried chi- fried chicken. You know, chi- we this house is a chicken house. Right. Chicken, baked chicken, fried chicken. Any type of chicken, you good? Any type of chicken, man, we good to go with. So. I think, but that's that's one of my favorite meals. I can I can do it. I can do it all. I just you know I choose not to. You have a wife, so you know. <laughs> right, right, right. I get that. I get that. So you know you you know you're from Miami. What part of Miami? Tell a little bit more about the area you came from and also your family. Well, I grew up and I grew up around the Liberty City area, the Cary City area, and you know I was all, I was all mostly all over the place. And you know, I know both ends, ins and out, and. Uh, no, it started off just me and me and my mom. Then you know, end up having mom end up having four more kids, two okay. brothers, two sisters. So you the oldest? Yes, oh, I'm, cool. the oldest. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of four. Oldest of four. Yeah. See, I'm the oldest of five. How about that? Wow, that's something else. Yeah. So you know, I've got good, got a good upbringing. You know, with my mom just raising all all of us by herself. So. No, learned a lot. Had to learn a lot. We had to grow up, grow up a little early, learning a lot on my own too as well. So, but it wasn't no problem. Hey, I think I did a good job. Yeah. So, how was it being the oldest? Did you, did you feel the responsibility to kind of help your younger siblings along the way and kind of be an example? Uh, the older I got, probably because I'm a, my sisters. I'm four years older than her. Okay. And everybody else, I'm like. 10 year older mm-hmm. so it was a big difference right. you know with them they were probably babies little younger kids when I was leaving to go to college 
So, you know, just it was mostly me and my sister at the time, man. My sister's just like me, so, you know, we're the same person. We all, we both just like my mom. So, you know, she raised it. I think she did a good job with both of us, man, so. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. So, what sports did you play growing up? Uh, I played football all the time. My uncle actually introduced me to football, took me out there. I played football, you know, at Scott Park. Uh, Northwest Boys and Girls Club, mm -hmm. and uh, I tried to do a little track. The older I could be, it became like yeah. in middle schools. I tried to run track. You know, I ran because I was I was fast in football, but football right. and track two different. Yes, sports. it is. It's so, it, different type of speed too. Yes, yeah, definitely different. But my last time I think running, you know, track was about I think I was a junior and junior in high school. And you know they ran, they ran me off the track. I never <laughs> Fair enough. Let me let me stick to, uh, to yeah, this football, football game. Stay in my lane. Yep. And so interesting, you talked about the the boys and girls club. Talk mm -hmm. about your experience there because we have a tie to the boys and girls club. So right. fast forward later when I used to uh, work for you right. as one your lifestyle uh, manager when you were in the NFL. Right. We did an event called Dessert Tasting for a Cause. Yeah. And when we first started we were giving scholarships to the Boys and Girls Club, kids from the Boys and Girls Club to go to their summer programming back in Pittsburgh. And the reason why, if I recall, you said you wanted me to look into that mm -hmm. is because what the Boys and Girls Club meant to you here in South Florida. So talk about the Boys and Girls Club. I think that was good. It was uh, a transitioning from me leaving one park to go to another park. You know, it was kind of closer to home. And the coach, the coach there, the name's Coach Stevens, and he was a big deal, big deal, big reason why I was, you know, went to the boys and girls club there. Uh, I saw, I got to see a lot more things that ran around the park. You know, instead of just seeing the football, you got to see they had the building where you, you know they had the basketball inside. There other events they had going on, and you know, it was, I stayed there for about two. I think it was two or three years. And it it was it was pretty cool and got to meet a lot of you know a lot of people that I'm still friends with actually today, mm. and you know that I see a lot actually today and we go back and we reminisce about them times man we had some good times uh, you know uh, did a lot of winning there I tell you that you know uh, when that's one thing I loved about being being around there man kids was about that they was born to win we raising different age you know in a different atmosphere back then so. It was a lot. Of, I think it was a lot of fun for me, man. A lot of fun for me. Helped me grow up a little bit, and uh, and yeah, actually helped me be be where I'm at now. So, Miami Northwestern. Uh, you mentioned it a little earlier. Yeah. The Bulls, right? Yep. Miami the Bulls. Northwestern Bulls. Tell me about your experience there. You all won a championship. At least one of the years you were there, right? Yeah, we oh. won. Uh, we won actually. Actually, just transitioning from the boys' club. To the man, you know, to there a lot of people that I played with at the boys' club went to Miami Northwestern. So okay, that, that was that was kind of an easy transition for me. That's why I always wanted to go to Northwestern. You know, I always knew the tradition and they, that blue and gold, and you know the people packing that stadium and you know the and it was good at a lot of different sports. So just going there, man. I went there for all four years, all four years from my ninth to twelfth grade year. And man, I tell you that place, yeah, man, really, really made a lot about me going off on on my own to uh, Pittsburgh, man. I have so many good memories, so many good memories. I can't name no bad things really coming from that school, man. It was an inner city school, 
you know, right, surrounded right by the projects. And you know, you got to see a whole lot. You got to see a whole lot of good things going on now. You know, they really always talk about the bad things around the area, but I got to see, you know, I got to be a lot be around a lot of good people, man, that that you can call family at the same time. So, you know, ninth grade from ninth grade all the way to twelfth, you know, dealing with different coaches, different head coaches, different different principals, uh at different teachers. You know, so but, but the, the classmates stay remain the same though. So, a lot of talent came from that that high school. Talk to us about some of those people. Oh man, a lot of talent, man. I can go back before my time. I, I don't want to miss too many people, but I name a couple. I know Marvin Jones. You know, uh, Marvin Jones was there. Brett Perriman. You know, uh, you know, got a couple. Got one. Once I came in, I, the guys that I re remember a lot was you no know, Nate Nate Webster. You know, uh, Marvin Menace, you know, Luther Levinson, a lot of them yeah. guys there, they, they was the older guys that groomed us younger guys to, you know, to follow that tradition, follow that legacy. And, you know, and my class that I came out, came out in 99, I think our class, we followed that tradition very well, you know, when it became, we watched 95 win state, state championship. And when it became my time, before I was able to leave that school thing in '99, and we we man, we sent that class out with a bang, and that's one of the man one of the best classes to come out of that school. So you're not being biased, are you? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, maybe yeah, a, little a little bit, little but bit. I think, but I think all automatically because the class, you know, we still see each other a lot, still speak to each other a lot, and we did a lot of great things, and we we actually hope we probably held the the. The most crowd in uh, in Northwestern history uh, playing in the Orange Bowl with 56, 57,000 people in the stadium, you know, just to pack that house. And our games was like that week in and week out. So that that was, man, that's a lot of tradition behind this school. And all the gentlemen that you named, they all achieved their dream of being in the NFL. Yep. There's one guy. I'm assuming he had that same dream, but he actually became famous for another industry, Barry. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, 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 uh, Barry was the director of the movie Moonlight. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. yeah, Barry, Barry, Barry was a Barry was a good dude too, man. Barry, for me, actually, we both played in the backfield together. Okay. Barry played running back too. How about man, that? Yeah, see the guy. Did he play? He, Get Barry actually did play. Okay. I, he, he got he got his time in. I thought I got I thought I did what I'm supposed to. Okay. <laughs> but Barry actually he was a fast, he was a fast guy. You know he ran track also too, man. I remember about Barry. Barry had them big calves. And kind of he Barry was not that rough. He wasn't like the, the school at Northwestern. We had that little. You had to have that herd. Right. That, that, that dog. That, that dog. Some people may say right, exactly. right, right. That's so. Man, Barry, Barry actually was a good, smart guy, man, and he, you know, came down, he did it, and went on and ventured off and do a lot of good things, and man, I'm very proud to see that. Oh, that's great. Yep. That's yep. great. And so, uh, there's another former teammate that I know, my guy, our guy, yep. uh, he went to the University of Pittsburgh with you. Yeah. Yep. A.B. Uh, the A.B. before <laughs> A.B., Mr. Antonio Bryant. Oh, man, if... if, if but I had a classmate that could explain him right now. It, they, everybody would explain him to the T. Right. <laughs> and just like now, you, you can you can explain him exactly to the T. Antonio, he actually transferred there from uh, Coral Gables. 
Okay, he I went, didn't know that. Yeah, he transferred from Core Gables. When? Like his junior his, year? This was his last year. His senior. senior. Wow. Senior, yep. He came transferred in, and he was a big impact on the team, you know. So, man, but one thing I always – I played with him. I played against him in our little league. So, one thing about Antonio, man, A.B. is going to be A.B., man. A.B., he politically right. <laughs> and he, he know he, he know everything, you know, and it, it's – but he's a good guy, he, you know. Great he's guy. a smart guy, and he, you know, he does a lot. He does does a lot for folks. You know? So, uh, I think, man, AB, man, he, it it was good to actually get him. You know, I was one of the guys that actually get him to come to Pittsburgh. How about that? that, and that, that, that was, uh, I think I did a good job. Yes, you did. <laughs> One of the best to ever come out the University of Pittsburgh after a wide receiver, powerful winner, and the list goes on and on. NFL. Both. Yes. So you committed the pit first. I committed to Pitt. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Yeah. We it was on our senior senior uh, luncheon. We was uh, it was signing day too on that day. So I I ended up signing my letter to Pitt, and I see him with these two uh, letters of intent. So I'm looking like okay, I see Pittsburgh, and I'm looking at the other one. It was Louisville. Okay, and you know he was. Man, he was, I can see, I can see that. Remember that day out the back of my head. He was so stressed out, like, what are you gonna do? So I kept whispering to him, man, we get to go home and play Miami two times a year, man. Mm. We get to do this, we get to do that. At the time, Louisville, I, they was they were contenders, but uh, I wasn't I wasn't planning on going to Pittsburgh by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I you know he was it was totally it was. Such a man, I was in this ear the whole time, and you, if you could have seen his face, saw his face on that day, man, it was like, oh man, hey, being frustrated, you could come on, just come on up here, man, I got somebody, you got somebody to talk to to lean on, I got somebody to lean on, and eventually, you know, he made his mind up, when he threw that pit hat on, man, I, hey, you know, I, I felt a little joy in me, you know, feeling, feeling for him, so I'm like, man, good, man, we make this decision, we gonna go up here and do this thing, get the coach. And he eventually left Pittsburgh a year earlier than I did. So, how about that? But yeah, man, yeah. man, we had a great, great, great career, man. Growing and actually come, coming from high school, playing, uh, playing in college together, and had a chance to play at uh, Tampa Bay together. So that is right. Yeah, yeah, that is right. I remember he made this crazy diving catch. Oh, I think yeah. it was against was it against Carolina. I don't remember, but I remember. I could if I Google YouTube, that's one of the first catches that would come up. Yeah. You said something that that uh, that stood out to me. You said to Antonio that you all get a chance to play University of Miami twice a year, or yeah, well, come well, 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 come home twice um, d d during the uh, four years there. Talk to us about what the University of Miami means to South Florida and for young athletes, because I feel like. Everybody wants to go to University of Miami. Everybody wants to go, to go to University of Miami. But you all have so much talent here, and they go play Division One, and they love to come back home and play in Miami and show out. So talk to us about the University of Miami, what that means, the youth. Oh, that, man, that's the tradition for UM is totally big down here, man. It's very big. You know, uh, a lot of kids growing up, you know, wanted, wanted to go there. Actually, I wanted to go there too. You know the things that didn't work out that way, but man, so when you, when you want to go to a school that you, you know you were born and raised, and you know the tradition is so big, 
actually going to a different school and coming home to get to play against them because you're playing against a lot of guys you played against in high school. A lot of guys probably was on your team and just playing again. So you you go out there and you put your best foot forward, man. You you try to just I'm, I mean that's my I, I probably think those were my best games playing against the University of Miami because I know I was coming home. I'm a trash talker. I'm the same guy. They they gonna be on the other side of the field. So you know you got to look that mirror over here. And always had good games. Tony always had good games. Man, it's like everybody come down here play against and they try to make sure that that's the game we gonna stamp this. We gonna stamp this game and have a good game again. You wanna show out when you come oh, home? Most definitely, man. Most definitely. But it's tradition, man. I know. Great tradition, great tradition. I see they're trying to get back to that right now. You know, we've been been down for for a while, but now trying to get back up there. So a lot of kids, you know, want want to stay home and want to go there now. So you know, got a new coach now, Mark Rick. So uh, and got a lot of man and staff. Got a great staff with him. So yeah, yeah, and. And they're, they're bringing Orange Arrow on to help develop the, yeah, the success yes. skills of their student athletes as well. So yes, yeah, got love for the youth. Yeah, that's another win. Yeah, totally. So taking you back to Pitt, you came to Pitt as a running back, mm -hmm. but you ended up switching positions. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that transition. Oh man, never thought it was going to happen because uh, coming out of coming out of Northwestern, you know, I was leading leading Russian in Dade County. You know, had all these accolades coming out. And I was just, at the time, it wasn't too many small backs. I was actually, UM was recruiting me as a running back, and Adrian James was there at the time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm such a, I'm somewhat a smart guy. And, <laughs> I, you know, me knowing he was there and the things that was going on at the time, I don't know, I decided to just take my talents elsewhere. And I did go, end up going to Pitt, end up leaving Miami. and. Once I went to Pitt, you know, I went to a couple schools on visit, but it was nothing like going to Pitt. I guess I came in at the right time. Now, it wasn't a winter, was it? Uh, it was. It, it was the winter. Was. I saw the snow on the ground. I okay. got to see. It wasn't actually snowing, but I got to see all the snow that was on the ground. Okay. See the the hills, but one man, the thing that really caught me, and I knew I was going to come come to Pittsburgh when I rode through that tunnel and just saw the city. Yeah, that's nice. I'm like, I never saw nothing like this before, and I came. At nighttime, it was getting it was getting dark, so all the they lights. They got you. They got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got me. But actually, going there, coming here as a running back, we had two running backs at the time. It was our uh, Kevin Barlow and uh, Nick Goins was the two running backs. And once I got to see them in person, they were some bigger guys, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bigger yeah. guys, and they can play some ball. Yeah, they both went on to play at the in the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I know. I just took man took it beyond. I wanted to play. I wanted to be on the field. Mm -hmm. I was always the type of guy. I feel like man, this this I love this sport. I, I can man, I can play on any level. I, I should be playing right now. And actually didn't get get uh, get a shot really how I wanted to play a running back, but we had uh, a coach named by the name of Paul Rose that was our guy, our, that was right. our secondary coach. At the time, he was telling me uh, he tried to get me over, and I was you know I was in my still in my feelings about running back. Told him no. It took a certain game, took a certain game, you know, to for me to just you know come to my senses, and uh, I stepped stepped to him and asked him. Uh, is you no know, is that the uh, opportunity still open for me to come over and play DB? And oh, you know, he gave me the thumbs up, 
And ever since I went over, man, never looked back the offense since. So never looked yeah. back. Yeah, uh, sky's was the limit every every since. So I remember you at running back, quick, shifty, strong, fast. You were physical then. Yeah. I mean, uh, even though you like you're compact, but you, yeah. you come with a power punch. And I was thinking uh, back to a time. Not sure if you remember this, but I think you might have even given me a concussion. <laughs> we were in the the spring game. I bought out. I got like two games. I mean, I had two interceptions that game. And I think you caught me under the chin when I was when I was uh, getting my second interception, and I put my work in. And so coach said, "You can be done the rest of the rest of the joint." But yeah, I guess 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 knew then uh, like you had what it took to uh, yeah. to be on the other side of the ball, definitely. Yeah, most definitely, Sean. I think and uh, that that timing was right because the type of player that I am, I I, I can play on offense, but I'm a more aggressive guy. Right. More physical guy, and you know I'm a more trash talker. So being on that side, you can control a lot of your play. Being on offense, you know it's it's a lot of things got to work like this here, here, here. Uh, you know, but that defensive side, it's just that that passion, man. Just right. to be able to make a play, talk trash. You know, don't have to go back to the huddle, stuff like that, man. It caught, man. It caught me in. I think man, that that was a big deal. That was a big thing about me going on that side of the ball. It's really interesting. We probably we probably should have should have switched. <laughs> I probably I, my temperament. I'm probably more of an offensive guy, uh, a wide receiver, right, right. and 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 maybe not as much of a talker or as aggressive as you. And so when you came over to play cornerback. Mm-hmm. You were you were my backup. Mm-hmm. You were my mm-hmm. backup. Yeah. And uh, those who listened to the Orange Earl story, um, by me having a dream of being a professional athlete, right. I was when I was ranked seventh in the nation. Right. My sophomore year, I was holding it down. Hell of a year. I was ready for my junior season. Got in that minor car accident, and I always say, you know, I talk about how I lost my position, right. and 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 so the person took the position is actually you. Right. Took it and ran with it. Right. And so it's really it's really interesting how stuff, you know, comes comes back around and how we we stay connected um, since then, uh, because I've always supported you yeah. as you continue to. You know, take my position and continue to move, continue to move forward. I kept playing, though. Don't get it twisted. I kept playing. Uh, I kept playing and, and got got my time in. But um, but 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 it was supposed to happen like that. Man, God works in yeah. mysterious ways. Yes, man. he does. Yes, yeah. he does. And NFL, mm. I didn't get a chance to play. Yeah. You got an opportunity to continue your dream. So you were drafted. Yeah. What round? I was drafted in the sixth round. In the sixth round, man. That man, that oh. That story, yeah, man. I could tell. Ah, that it's so many stories that you remember, but you know that story. I remember like oh, like yesterday. Okay. Remember like yesterday, Sean. You, was, you were in South Florida. You Miami. I was. I was in Miami, man. Okay. I was. I was in Miami. I was staying with my uncle at the time, and you know I used to always just come come back home, say, man, stay in this house. You know I was always a person like to be to myself most of the lot. You know it wasn't all the big drive. All the big people, all the people coming around for a drive party, because you know, one thing you learn in life, man, you know, know your play, know what you do, and you know you continue to do what you control the things you can't control. You know, was told a lot coming out. You know, I was going in the second round, this and that. Got you no, know, got a call from Tampa in the second round actually. And you know, I'm looking, feeling good about myself. Like, okay, I'm going, man. I'm going high. Let me go get, let me get this money right now. 
uh, actually didn't get picked. So the first day ended up going by, you know, I was frustrated, a lot of frustration because I feel I put my best foot forward during the uh, combine. And I put, I, you know, I left everything out there, but actually, you know, just going into that second day was so frustrating. And actually, man, as soon as this is the beginning of the second day, I got a call from the Patriots. And the Patriots had two picks, back-to-back picks. One pick, and they actually told me we was gonna, we were gonna, we were gonna pick you with uh, one of these picks. So they end up the first pick, they end up picking whoever they end up picking, but the second pick, Man, I ended up getting, <laughs> they ended up drafting a guy I actually played against in high school, played against him my sophomore year in high school. He went to Boyd Anderson by the name of Shanti Samuels. Yes. And, you know, that was a, I know they, that was a great pickup for them. So and he balled out. He, he had an awesome, yeah. awesome career, yes, awesome career. And I, after that, you know, the rest of the draft just blurred out on me. I, I wasn't into watching the draft. I didn't care no more about the draft. You know, actually was trying to think, what's my next plan? Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to the NFL. I'm not getting drafted. What I'm going to do next? But then ended up getting a call from the Steelers. The Steelers ended up calling me. Our defensive coordinator ended up calling me. And he, he ended up telling me, uh, did you hear anything yet? It was probably like, it was later than I got to the end of the fourth round, early in the fifth, and he was like, I was like, no, I ain't hear nothing. Uh, he was like, it wasn't, nobody don't pick you over these uh, next couple picks, uh, next couple rounds, we are, we're going to take you in the seventh round. And, and you know, I, I had a little, I was, it was a little joy inside, but it was, I was kind of disappointed with everything, just knowing because I thought I was a better player than to be getting drafted late. But not knowing, man, God do, does things for a reason. And I ended up getting getting a call on the fifth round. I was actually stopped watching the draft. Me and my, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. We were actually driving down to my mom's house. And actually got to my mom's house. We pulled up at my mom's house. I got a call, and they actually started talking and was actually, are you watching the TV right now? I was like, no. Nah, uh, <laughs> you tried off a lot long time ago. <laughs> but before I can even really get a lot of answers, I seen my mom and my sister and my family came running out the house, and they were just jumping up. Because they saw it on TV? They saw where they get dropped. Wow. They saw it on TV when they come across the screen. And actually, I was on the phone with Mike Tomlin. How about that? Mike Tomlin, man. I was on the phone with him, man. He was he was like, man, uh, you know, we're going to take you. We're going to get ready and draft you. So just get ready. Go, go to work. No matter what, what round you game, man, just get ready. Come and go to work. And I took, took you know, the joy kind of got back into me once I knew I was drafted. Now I'm like, I got to go prove a lot of people wrong. I got to go prove, man. I got to go do this, which it wasn't about really proving nobody wrong. It's about, man, I, you know, God put me in this situation for a reason, so. Wow, what a story. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And so I could imagine the scene of your family running out yeah. after seeing your name flash across the screen. That, that That's an incredible moment. Man, that was, that was a good that was a good feeling, man. That was a good feeling, man, man. You know, again, and Mike Tomlin, actually, he was the DB coach there at the time, so. That was like, you know, he was a young guy, and I was coming in to, you know, with, with, with a young coach. So I, he kind of understood me a lot more. So that was good for me, too. 
So Mike, he picked you up from the airport? Mike's home, actually, yep, yep. He picked me up from the airport, man. You know, he told me we had a nice little conversation, ride to the facility, and uh, man, he, man, we went. I went to work ever since, you know, I, and I think just get, be, being there, being around, I came in around the time that they just had won the Super Bowl the year before. With Gruden? Yep, with yes. John Gruden, yep. Yes. Came in the next year, so you know, I was stoked by that, so. Coming in around, okay, man, this is Super Bowl, this is Super Bowl champs right here. Right. And I came in, man, it was, and just, man, went to work. I went to work, went to put in that work. I'm going to pause again with uh, with Mike Tomlin because the importance of treating people right, Never, ne no matter who they are, whether they are the, the GA, they are the head coach, or they're the individual picking up the, the trash. And... People know Mike Tomlin now, you know, as a Super yeah. Bowl winning head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And I know you were just recently in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he showed you love to good to good care of you. Yeah. But that's probably because you treated him the right way and you had a good relationship early on. Yeah. And uh and so so how was it seeing um Coach Tomlin again recently? Man, it was good, man. It was good because we're we're both in a different stage of our life. And he's much older. I'm much older. Back then, we was younger. We had our time. <laughs> we, you know, we had our times. He, you know, he kind of grew up a little bit like me too. So, but man, but just to see him, and you know, he was so proud of me just to see me with my family. You know, my kids to see you know how I am as a person now, man. You know, it would. I, I think, man, just like you said, man, treating people good, man. You never know. Well, go, man, when, you, when you're going to need somebody again. And, you know, I got there, and he showed me such love, got me some, me and my family tickets to the game, and we were able to go and have a good time there. And we still stay in contact now, that now, now to this day. And, you know, I don't bother much. You know, I know how that, know, how that business go. He has a job to do, and, you know, I'm down here taking care of my kids. So, but, man, Mike, Mike is very, Mike is one of man, very good, very good guy. You know, my first, first NFL DB coach, so, and uh, man, had a man had a good time, good experience being around him man, and watching him as a coach. And you know, I took a lot of things that that I do you know took a lot of things now that, that to, to tell my kids. You know, it, it's a lot of things that I got. You know, I learned from being around him too as well. And sticking with the Steelers, I, I know the players they showed you and especially your children a lot of love. Mm -hmm. uh, and there, there's a number of Miami native on the Steelers roster. We said Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. Everybody know AB. Yep. Uh, but also, isn't there a Miami Northwestern? Got two. You got two. Yeah. So I know the cornerback. Eli Eli Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Got two. Yep. Got two. And they both. They both. Uh, actually, they probably. Uh. Uh. No. Well, Eli. He's a, Eli's a little old. He's a little older. He's a little older. So they. But they both. We all man the Bulls. We all over the NFL. So. It, that's a good thing to see, you know, to see the you know, another two fellow Bulls that's on the team. You know, I got to, I got to chop it up with them a little bit while while we was there. You know, my kids took pictures with them as well too. So it's good to see them having good careers. So Artie and Eli, yeah, the Bulls. How about that? Yeah. yeah. So I have a question. You hear you hear the stories. You hear a lot of reports. But when you become an NFL athlete, you hear about you have all these individuals like the entourage. Uh, you have new family members. Talk to me about that. Like, did you experience that? And and, and how was that? Because you, you're going from Pittsburgh. You're in cold Pittsburgh. 
struggling college student, and they're now that they're now you're not struggling anymore. Talk to us about that journey. Uh, that journey, it was man for me. Uh, I can just only speak for myself. For me, you know, you hear a lot of the stories, but I think the per the type of person I am, you know, I, my mom raised me to be growing up. You know, I wasn't too much of a fan of all the. Or you got this crew of crew of people around that you feel you gotta take care of. I was more of a, like that with family wise. I thought that was family wise. But I was you know, I was more to my I did a lot of things on my own, did a lot of things because I wanted to do do it my way, you know. I learned to say no. I learned to say no. One one reason I learned to say no is uh because of a guy uh and he's uh he's a Hall of Famer, uh, Derek Brooks. Derrick Brooks, you know, I won one day. I had winning uh, sauna. I, I was my rookie year. I was my winning the sauna. Had a long night. Came out from a long <laughs> night and tried to co-recover real quick. You know, we had practice that morning, and I you know was in the sauna, and it was like maybe like five o'clock in the morning, and I, I got went in there, and I'm like somebody's in here, and he was actually in there. And, and me and him had a long, long conversation in there, and he, man, the conversation, I took a lot out of the conversation. I didn't understand what it really meant at the time, but he kind of, man, the more I got into my career, I really understood. He kind of told me, uh, man, first, first, first of all, young fella, take care of your body, and your body will take care of you. I didn't know what that meant at the time. But as I grew older, I knew what he meant. But by putting the right things in your body, right. and you know, getting getting your body enough sleep, you know, treat treat this treat this profession like you know, like this 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 because this really is your job. Treat this profession like like you treat treat uh, want to be treated. And you know, I kind of knew that as I went old, got older, and he was you know had a comment told me too at the same time, young fella, don't. Don't be quick to give everything. You gotta know how to say no sometimes. You gotta know how you know if they want if they want this, man. I can me. I can give you half. I can do this. So when that happened, when that when he told me that, I kind of man. I kind of went with it because when you when you give a person the whole thing, they'll look for that every time. So when you meet a person halfway, you make them have to work the other half to know if they really want it. So. And you know, I learned a lot. Learned a lot as I went on, and man, I take, I still use those words now today. You know, tell even to tell with, with my kids, with my family, man, it, because it is what it is. You know, eventually people get over being mad, but man, when when you no know, life, it, it, you have when you build your life for you, you know, you got to be smart with it. You know, because you eventually have to build your family, and you got to be smart by, right. by by your family. So. Those are, those are great words of wisdom. Something you said that, that stood out to me, and I hear it consistently with guys who played in the NFL. So fans and this onlookers, they view NFL athletes as playing a game, but you all view it as a job. Mm -hmm. You're going to work. It's a mm -hmm. business. And so so you, you have to have the attitude. Oh, yes. Man, you do, you do, Sean. You do, man. I think uh, fans kind of, they, they understand, but they don't. In, in, in a kind of sensible way, because you know it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun because you 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 are you're entertaining them. Like you know you're having fun and they watching football, saying. But the work you put into it, man, it's a lot of work. It's and I always man, I always use the saying, it's hard but it's fair. 
it's hard. football is hard, but it's fair. If you're willing to put in this work, man, good things will come out of it. So, man, that, that sun, just being out in that sun, draining, man, being running around, man, but got to keep trying to keep your body conditioned to go out there and take a lot of that punishment. You either taking it or giving it. So, man, and it's, it's, it's not, nothing easy about it. It can be, it look easy, it's maybe because I, I, they feel it's a sport you grew up playing. Right. It, yeah, it's fun, but when you when you be, become it, once you're able to make it, and you're able to, you, you got to view it as a job, then you're getting paid for this. If you're not doing the right things, they're bringing somebody else, man, and replace you real quick. So, and that's just like any regular job. You're not doing the right things, I can let you go and bring somebody in who's going to get the job done. And so, yeah, man, we took, you take that job, man, you take that job very personal, man, because at the same time, it's something that you love to do, but how, how, bad, how badly you love to do it? Are you going to do the things that you need to do to keep this job? So I think, man, the man, but if the fans, the fans know that, that, that don't know that part, but I, the other part, but I get it, I get it where, you know, they, man, you playing football, yeah, okay, <laughs> come on out here, right. about a week, and let's see what you'll see if you say that then, so. And so, how long did you have your NFL job? Was it seven years? How many years did you? Yeah, play? I played. I played seven years. Okay, I was All lucky. Right. I was luckily yeah. and you know, blessed enough to play seven years, man. Because I think the average career is like three and a half years. Yep. Yep. Like they said the NFL's answer is not for long. Not for long, man. My my story. My story is like being, especially being in one team for a long time. Sean is like, man, it's like amazing, man. People only knew the things I went through and. The things, you know, a lot of things were my fault. A lot of things, you know, I'm not a real fan of blaming nobody. I feel that you, because those are like making excuses. Man, you making them excuses for this and that when you know it. Got to sometimes you got to own up to your, you know, man, up to what, what you what you've done. So you played seven years, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Did you think you were going to play longer? Oh, uh, I did. I did. I actually did. You know, I was. I actually. I was. I was on IR like for three years. Like three years, my during my career, and being on IR that long, you don't think you'll stay on the same team. Right, injury reserve. Yes, yes. Yep. IR is injury reserve. Yep. You don't think you'll stay on that same team. You think that you know, need to cut you or let you go. You know, I was just blessed enough to always come back from the injury strong enough, strong enough to show them that I still wanted this job. I still wanted to be there. And my last injury was the injury, you know, I guess that was the injury that took me out. I had a hip injury. Okay. And, uh, you know, I had to get a bone, some bone, a bone chip replacing my hip. And, you know, I came, ended up coming back, just wasn't the same person and was a little older. And, you know, came, ended up coming back, trying to make the comeback. That was my final year. My final game was against uh, Atlanta Falcons. It happened in Atlanta, playing the Atlanta Falcons, man. I was actually at that game. Yep. I was living in Atlanta at the time. I remember when you got hurt. I remember calling uh, your wife, Kawana, because I don't think she made the trip to yep. the game. So I called her and made meet you outside of the um, yep. outside of the game. Well, but I sure. that. And you, you know, no, uh, not knowing, that's one thing in life. You're not knowing when it's going to be your last time playing, being out there on the field. And that was, man, that was my last game, man. And, you know, trying to make a comeback, you know, Tampa and up cup, man. And one of the most, one of the most kind of hurtful feelings is when, when you feel like a team is, they, they're done with you and your job is done. They don't need you no more. Uh, they're moving in different directions. And you get them calls and you hear all this. 
it just now your body goes back to at the beginning when you first got trapped. You know when I thought I was supposed to be drafted early. Went back, all them feelings and emotion came right back. And you know, God man, but just by God, I think a lot of things God just God just worked worked in paths. He worked His way. And I learned that as I went on because, you know, being young at the time, I was still young at the time when I uh, actually got hurt during my last game against Atlanta. I was still young at the time. But, you know, just as time kept going, I just like, man, God just this God. God doing something. He doing he, he, he did it for a reason, man. It, man. it wasn't meant to be. You know, I thought I thought I was gonna be playing, man, get me about good 10, 11 years in. Right. And you no, know, yeah, the plans. So we had other plans and you know, I had to you had to eat it up, suck it up. It was tough, it was tough, 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 but had to eat it up and suck it up and man, life moves on. Talk about this toughness as far as this transition. I know it's tough. Yeah. I, I, I I know I haven't lived through it. Mm -hmm. I know it was a tough transition when I was done playing from college football. Right. So I can only imagine having this great opportunity to be able to uh, help my family, help myself financially, and right. everything that comes along with it. Talk about the the the, uh, the transition of being an NFL athlete to no longer NFL athlete. Oh, that transition, man! It was tough. It was tough. Tough on me. Tough on my family. You know. Just always knowing, always hearing. Here you hear a lot of the same things growing up. Then you you hear it so much the way you you take it for granted till it kind of hits you in the face. Always have that plan B, and you know just going in never never really had a plan B. Never really had a plan B. Thinking I'm gonna play for this long of a time. And you know, when it finally hit me in the face, man, I was just stuck. You know, just like lost and know what to do. You know, just trying to think of what the next plan, what my next plan was gonna be. And you know, just like man, man, I was I was real lost. I was very lost for a long time. Very lost for a long time. And you know, it was, it was hurting. It was hurting. I didn't even watch football for about three years. You know, so. Uh, but I think after time went by, man, you still, man, I'm like, like I still go through things right now. I still go through a lot of things, and it's just like it's so tough, man. Just not knowing, not knowing because how I grew up, you know, single parent home and mom raising by, man, raising five kids on her own by herself, you know, not having really that somebody there to tell me oh this this is this is what to do this is how to do things how to know how to manage a lot of things especially money wise you know not seeing that not knowing how to coming up not having that money first of all then you being able man that, that money just like right there in your face and you know you really don't know you really don't know what to do with it you hear save 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 <laughs> man right I, I, I got a lot of money to to save <laughs> right so yeah. man it, it you save you save to a point and then what but one thing I know the one thing I, I've learned and learned man you you I saved you know I saved I did save but you come to that point where you stop you got to know what to do with your money then man that's I, good and and a lot of things, you know, I, I really didn't know at the time. So I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, you find out things as you go. You live and you learn. And I found out a lot of things as I went. And, you know, I had my tough times. I had my ups and downs. You know, 
go through, go still go I go through it a lot now you know just this meant just mentally mentally and you know just trying but one thing I told I tell my kids I don't know if my kids ever fortunate enough to be in that position I know you and I make a lot of the mistakes I made. I know I will put you, you know, help help guide y'all to put y'all in better positions, way better positions. I, I was in a good position to take care of my family. And, you know, I did a lot of did a lot of dumb things, you know, a lot of dumb things. But now, you know, trying trying to trying to get back and find find you when you're trying to find your way and it is tough. It's still tough. But you know your kids getting older, and you see kids, man, and they they and they in love with this sport. You know, you know I I can't I can I can only that if it, if this is one of your dreams, I'm not gonna stop you and tell you not to play this sport. But I'm gonna guide you the right way into playing this sport, into doing the right things, of going about the right way of doing this sport, man. So so you won't be in the fight. So you won't have to follow daddy footsteps. Daddy gonna teach you a different way and teach you the right way and. It's up to you. Now it's gonna be on you. You to make the right decision and do the right things. And so you, you, we mentioned your kids before. How many children do you have? I have three kids. I have three kids. I have uh, my oldest son, Tory Cox Jr. He's right now. He's be, he'll be 15 uh, uh, next month. Excellent. He'll be 15 next month. I have two twin boy and girl, Tyree and Taiwan, and they're they're 11 right now. So. Hey man, they're growing up so on me so fast, so time is flying by, so I'm trying to enjoy these, and especially with my oldest, enjoy these last couple of years that I have left for him around the house. So, enjoying that, man, and man, I'm, I'm just, I'm loving right now, especially in the fatherhood, the fatherhood and watching my kids grow. You know, I've been there from day one and still here today, I'm still here right now today with them, so I'm enjoying, enjoying watching them grow up. And, and I've seen you in action. Uh, being a parent and you love your children your your great father uh, you're really passionate and one way you also show your passion is through coaching mm-hmm. and so I know I know you coach them so t- talk to me talk to us about your love for coaching particularly the, uh, the youth yeah I actually started with my uh, when I first stopped playing uh, I actually started with my oldest and you know I I coached him for a long time and the passion that I brought to those kids out there and I know they you know that the older he got he probably was like, Man, Dad, please don't coach him <laughs> this year, man. You crazy man, you crazy man. I it's just the passion, but everyone know you know, people who know me, they know that, you know, I mean I mean nothing by it. It's just be man, it's it's that this sport does something to you. It does something to you, especially you know when you love it so much, and you know it did so much for me at the same time. But I mean, I end up coaching the youth, being around the youth a lot, and you know now just why not being around them, just to be around them, and you know to talk to them and give them a lot of you know a lot of pointers. You know, I'm an older guy now, so they like to, they like to, they like to hear from the uh, this new generation, yeah, right. the new players. Eli, the artists that they, yeah. they yeah. still see exactly. playing, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So my son, Tori, my oldest one, the kid his age, they 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 know who I am. But the the my young my youngest son, Taiwan, <laughs> they the kids be uh. Uh, okay, right. yeah, okay, and uh, let me see some Cam New in there, right, so, right, somebody, right. you know, but but they still listen, they still take it in because I when, when I talk, I kind of talk with, kind of demand, I kind of demand, you know, your attention, 
and yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna listen, and I'm not a boring guy talking. I'm gonna give it to you, give it to you raw. I'm gonna give it to you. Not gonna sugarcoat nothing, man. A lot of people wish I would sugarcoat it, right. but no, not me. I'm gonna take you back. I'm not sure if you remember back to our pit days. I had a, a shoulder injury, and I was one of the um, cornerbacks protected for the Gunners. Antonio Bryant, we talked about AB, he was mm-hmm. a, a punt returner. Yep. And probably maybe the second time that I was not blocking my guy like I was supposed to block him, <laughs> that I could put my shoulder up. We got to the sideline, that passion came out. Because yep. you told me about myself. They yep. just said, if you can't play, you need to get on sideline because let him get hit like that again. It's yep. <laughs> so many words, that's what you said. Hey, and, and, that, and that's yeah. how I talk. That's, yeah. that's, so, that's so funny, Sean, right now today. I have to think, I have to think back and think how I was as a player growing up. So many people remind me, man, you, dude, you was right. great. You right. were like, right. I look at high school film and watch my expressions <laughs> and like, oh man, I was just a piece of work, man. But I man, like you said, man, so that's the passion, man. That's the passion for the game. And I think, man, it, this game is hard, but it's fair. Like, this game not meant for everybody. And you know, this, and I, and, and I'll be the one to tell you, <laughs> you out there, hey, yo, yeah. You might you might want to find you a new profession because this ain't for you. <laughs> this ain't for you. Something so. like it is. Yep, something just like it is, son. But man, I man, I love to watch I love to watch the kids grow up now playing the game, man. I love that they kinda changed it a little bit, you no know, more for safety issues. So, you know, cause back in our time, like you said, back that time when I probably did gave you that concussion, Sean, I was I was playing the game the way that I knew how to play <laughs> with, with with head and helmets first, sticking that head into everything. So you know, now they're changing it a lot, and I think that the safety is it's more. I, and I'm happy safety first. Yeah, because it's really important. I mean, because I, I know you, you know, you're my brother personally, but I know you struggled mm-hmm. um, with that, like the health health reason. I know your your, your body right. uh, doesn't feel the same. Right. Um, you know, sometimes you know mentally right. uh, there's some issues. So uh, so it is important that the game is, is changing mm-hmm. so to be to be safer because safer because it wasn't the same yeah. when we were when we were coming up. Nah, most definitely, man. Most definitely. It's much, much more safer safer safer, I mean. But uh, I think man, uh as far as, as coaching wise too, the coaches, more the coaches you put out there gotta know what they're doing. Man, you know, being around these kids, this youth it's, it's not about because everybody want to see the collisions, the big canoe, man. Some, yeah, it'd be sighting to see, but it, now it, it's a different way to do it now. You know, you still can do it in that type of fashion, but it's, you know, being more safe, safer with it now. And because I, I will, you know, I will be devastated to see any one of my kids, you know, end up going through something from not being safe with the safety issues with that we have now and uh, the concussions and all that stuff, and I see it's it's so now with the concussion, son, man. That is so it's so crazy because back when we were playing, we probably were playing with concussions and didn't even know. They didn't even know it. You're right. And now you seeing the protocol. This is a concussion. This is a concussion, and it's being safe now. They hold you out for man almost three weeks <laughs> you have a concussion so it's important because you people dealing with cte so yeah, yeah it's really important to take extra precaution most definitely most definitely and so we're going to end on this note we talked about the youth uh, my wife and i we moved to south florida hey. excited to be expanding orange orange to south florida we'll be working with the youth mm-hmm. so i need to lean in your wisdom 
What's some of the slang down here that I should be aware of? Maybe like two or three things. Oh man, man, and being around these young kids now, are uh, you fool? Fool. Okay, I think I heard that one. <laughs> tell, tell us what fool means. You fool means it was a term when we used to use it back when we used to use like, man, you flawed as whack. Okay. That telling you, like, yeah. Yo, so that they, man, oh, man, you look fool. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's fool. That, they don't like to. So okay. They don't like that. It's, it's whack. And then they got, uh, that's fuey. That's Foy. It's pretty close. Okay, Foo and Foy. Okay. When they said tell you that's Foy, that, that means like we, we use it. We use it as a term. Okay, that's five. That's five. That and is so it's hot. So yeah. like Fuego. Yeah. Okay, Fuego. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of so, Spanish people yeah. here. So, uh, yeah. so they use that term. Foy and Foo. Foy, Foo. Okay. And man, right. man they're slain with the young kids, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they think they're doing something because right. they just. <laughs> We got the same thing too. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, you know, I get when I get my son, my oldest son started telling me, Man, daddy, that's 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 old stuff, man. That's that stuff y'all say back in y'all time. So I know when he telling me that, man, I feel I feel some type of way. I feel like I'm getting in age, man. Right. So what man, I so I shut a lot of stuff down, man. A lot of stuff I was I you know, a lot of stuff I do because I see he's older. So as far as wearing goals in your mouth, no, that's a no-no for me. <laughs> I which you know that was a big thing with me. I just have a mouth full of gold. Him like the way he dressed now. I dress totally different now. They, they tell me I dress, man. Oh man, that's whack. What you want out of dress? Like, oh, that's food. That's, that's food. food. Got it. Yeah, that's you know, food. Give me, yeah. give me that too. So. I'm like, man, but I go with the flow because I know time is changing. Hey, I'm getting older. Hey, I don't want to go no more. I don't want, I don't want to dress. I'm not trying to compete with nobody dressing now. So, you know, I got, I got family, got my kids, you know, and when, when I need to dress. And, one, man, I'm telling you this one thing. When I really do dress up, okay. dress up to go somewhere, man, my whole house laughing. <laughs> Why is that? Because they're not... They're used to me in basketball right, shorts, sweatpants, right. <laughs> anything like that. So when I dress up, they, I mean, they get a good laugh out of that. And they make me feel some type of And I no change. Like, am I fool? <laughs> or is this play? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Mr. Tory Cox, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Um, I actually look forward to you being part of a future episode. But again, thank you for your time. Really enjoyed it. No, no problem, man. Praying, I pray. I'm happy you and your wife down here in South Florida now, man. So we got a lot of places down here we can stop by and eat, man. Let's do it. Welcome to Miami. Yes, sir. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. Now, give it to me now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow Players Association. Make sure you stay connected. OrangeArrow.org and all social media platforms. Orange Arrow. PA. Please like, share, follow, and donate. Don't forget, I take, you take, we take, hey! Hey, like what you hear? Please help support Orange Arrow by giving any monetary gift. A gift of just $10 will sponsor a life skills playbook for a young student athlete. will sponsor nutrition for an in-class session for 15 student-athletes. $50 will allow a young student-athlete to attend a fine dining experience. And $100 allows a young student-athlete to attend an arts and culture event. 
please visit our website at orangearrow.org to donate. Again, that's orangearrow.org, and the donate button is in the right header. Thank you.